What's going on, y'all? It's a sick cast. It's a podcast where I'm sick. Laying in bed, been here all day, but y'all know I feel guilty when I don't put stuff out. It's just my nature. I got so much good feedback on the conversation with, excuse me, on the conversation with Colonel Cornbread yesterday, and that always gets me excited. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really need too much motivation to do things anyways because I love doing them, but when you get, like, really, really positive feedback, you know, I can't really describe the, the feeling that you get as a, as a creative person to just be like, I got to get back, and I, okay, everybody liked it. I got to go do that, exactly that again. Uh, and then... As it always happens to me, I called this sickness, by the way. I told my wife yesterday, I was like, man, I've had five days in a row of just like such productivity. (laughs) And every, I swear to you, every single time that happens, I get sick on like the fifth day. I think it's the weather. It's 83 degrees here in Chickamauga, Georgia. And whenever the weather fluctuates, I just... You know, it's just God not letting you have everything, I guess. But I'm so glad that y'all enjoyed Colonel Cornbread. I'm definitely going to do more of that. I think that Colonel Cornbread's probably got a lot more to say. And then uh, I love the format, the time travel stuff. It's like endless possibilities. So I'm seriously, man, I'm, I'm so pumped that y'all, uh, that y'all like that. But I'm laying here in bed, and y'all know how my sick days go. Uh, I've told you a million times that I genuinely love them, usually, uh, you know, and I've said before, and I think a lot of y'all agree with me, like, when you have a sick day, at least if you're a single person, because I, it's just now occurred to me while I'm laying in bed that, like, my, you know, my baby's due in, like, uh, I don't know, April 10th, so not that long from now, I was like, oh my god, this might be my last sick day where I actually get to just be sick <laughs> and don't have to suck it up, you know? Because I have no uh, disillusions about that. I totally understand that once this little son bitch is out, I uh, am going to have to just grind it out and just be sick and still be productive. So, like, this is my last one to enjoy. And I've always said I enjoyed it because it, it's when I actually, I'm like, all right, dude, you you got to have a break. You can't work. You know, like, you, your body needs to rest, pal. So just lay under your weighted blanket and watch TV. But I'm bummed because I wanted to do more Colonel Cormorant stuff. Uh, but that's coming. Um, hopefully I'll be better tomorrow. I've gotten progressively worse during the day. I ain't going to lie. I feel like dog shit. I don't even know what it is. At first I thought it was just my sinuses. But then I was like, eh, sinuses don't make you belly hurt. And don't make you throw up a peanut butter sandwich. So, eh, whatever. But uh, I'm having a decent sick day as far as sick days go. My wife, you know, worked all day at the school. And then she went tonight to work her second job at the meet and three which means that when she gets home i'm gonna be able to have her steal me (laughs) a grilled cheese and uh some brunswick stew so i'm pumped about that but i've been uh, i've been revisiting the sopranos and i don't know if it even needs to be said how great the sopranos is because that's been said a million times but like every time that i rewatch this show I, go, I keep thinking, like, okay, it's eventually going to get dated. It's eventually, I'm eventually going to have seen so much good television that this doesn't, it's not as good. And my God, dude, it, like, to me, it arguably gets better every single time I watch it. And every single time I watch it, I'm just, I didn't appreciate when it first came out. When it first came out, I was, like, 12 years old. You know, and I was probably like, oh yeah, that's the mob show that mom and dad won't won't let me watch, <laughs> you know. But like, 
and I probably grew up because the first time I ever really rewatched the show all the way through and, and paid attention to it was like at the beginning of the pandemic. And I'd always thought, you know, like it's the mob show, whatever. And like, it's so much not the mob show. Again, I know I'm not breaking new ground here, breaking down the Sopranos like this, but like, it's like nowadays, if someone was like, hey, we're going to do a show about the mob, but really it's just going to be focused on the head gangster's mental health, that would sort of fit now that we're sort of doing quirky, more niche shows. But like, dude, this shit came out in 1999. Like, I cannot, and maybe David Chase, I think it's David Chase, that, that created it. I don't know what all he, he had done right before this. But, like, that's such a ballsy move. Like, I can't imagine the, how that pitch was when they were, HBO was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, mob stuff, violence all the time. And they're like, it is going to be violence all the time, but we're also going to be talking about Lexapro. And we're going to be talking about uh, a, a gangster uh, sort of breaking the stigma of mental health. And that was, like, a big thing. Like, you know, we still talk about the stigma of mental health nowadays, and it's not in any way where we want it, but, like, they were doing this shit back in 99, and that's, like, I mean, yeah, oh, look at me calling The Sopranos groundbreaking, but it's just an amazing show. On my current rewatch, um, I'm up to season uh, three. We've got, where I'm on episode 12, or no, episode 11, the penultimate episode. Penultimate episodes are usually... In any show or any season, usually they're, they uh, have the capability, at least, to be my favorite. If you're not familiar with what penultimate means, I'm sure you are, but just for the one person out there that's not, penultimate just means the the one before the finale. And uh, I think you, the more I've read about it, the more I've talked to like showrunners and stuff that have helped me understand the reason why I like penultimate episodes the most is because... The finale is like the release, but the penultimate episode is usually more badass because it's got to get all the tension in there. It's got to get, you know, all the flash, all the build-up so that on the finale you can just have release. And so penultimate episodes are always badass. And uh, I'm, I, I just forgot how much I love this season with Ralph Cifaretto, who is, you know, played by... Uh, uh, we call him Joey Pants. Joey Joe Pantaleona, I think is how you say his name. Just a fucking wonderful actor and an absolutely perfect uh, bag of shit gangster. There's so much... And by the way, I don't know when the last time y'all rewatched it was, but next time you watch The Sopranos, just watch it through the lens of It's a Comedy. And I'm here to tell you that it's funnier than... Any than almost any comedy that's on television right now, save for, you know, your Always Sunnies or whatever. And that's not a diss to comedies that are on right now. There's some funny comedies on right now. I'm here, to, I'm just telling you that The Sopranos is legitimately a comedy. I think that they could have marketed it as a comedy, and I don't know if it would have done as well because dramas kick comedy's ass, but like, dude. It's a comedy wearing drama's clothing, in my opinion. And Ralph is so funny. Joey Pants says him, plays him so funny. And uh, I, I've, I've definitely seen a lot of discourse on The Sopranos over the past couple years. You know, because there's always people online talking about, like, oh, you couldn't make this now, or you couldn't make that now. And it's like, well, Breaking Bad came on 10 years after The Sopranos. Like, Ozark's on that. What, do you, what, what is it that you can't make now? And they're like, well, you know... The way Ralph Cifaretto says, she's a whore. The way they talk about whores. 
And I'm like, I always go back to this this one thing, which to me is like the rule is like the bad guy can say anything. You know what I mean? Like that kind of makes sense. It's like you can't do a show about mobsters and gangsters and not have them saying some terrible shit. It's not realistic. Like you can't be like, well, the guy does murder and and kills children and families, but like at least he's woke. At least he speaks PC. That don't make no goddamn sense. <laughs> and and yeah, so much of the humor does come from you know hearing these guys say something that you that I wouldn't say in real life, you know, because it's a bad thing to say, but it's the, it's, it's just the, like, the humor is the audacity, you know, that these guys truly don't give a shit, they're horrible, despicable men, and we're just finding the humor in it. At the end of the day, obviously, we're not supposed to root for them, but that's why The Sopranos is crazy. Because, you know, it's been said a million times that, like, this is the show that made the anti-hero uh, a thing like before this show it was like the star of the show had to be the good guy and in this show you're rooting for the bad guy because you're just we're conditioned to well if this is the star of the show i'm rooting i want all of his success i want his dreams to come true and it's a villainous mob boss so like you know without uh the sopranos you don't get breaking bad without breaking bad you don't get ozark there's a lot of things and i actually heard a theory posited one time and this is i i choose to believe this no matter what uh i heard bruce pritchard who is uh he works in uh he's the vp of creative i think right now for wwe he's a buddy and uh he was formerly you know the writing staff wwe and i i'm pretty sure that i heard him talking about the sopranos one time and if I'm misquoting him, whatever, uh, Bruce is never going to hear this, and I'm not saying anything bad. So, But I'm pretty sure I heard him one time talking about how he didn't think it was a coincidence that a show like The Sopranos got pitched and made around the time that Stone Cold Steve Austin was the most popular wrestler in the world, and... And for those of you that don't maybe understand what I'm talking about, Stone Cold was like the first baby face in wrestling. In wrestling, there's the there's two characters. There's the heel or there's the baby face. The baby face is the guy that you root for. That's your, you know, John Cena. That's your, uh, The Rock most of the time. And your heel uh, is, is, you know, the, the bad guy, uh, the million dollar man, right? This guy's a heel. Jake the Snake was a heel for a long time. Of course, you know, a lot of these dudes had babyface runs too, but you get what I'm saying. Like, the wrestler that you're supposed to hate, that you want to see them get their ass kicked because they're evil and they're not the white meat babyface smiling at the camera kissing babies person. Hulk Hogan, biggest babyface in the world in the 80s. Then, of course, he turned heel in the 90s. But Stone Cold, it's like he was supposed to be a heel, but everyone loved him. And you couldn't not cheer for him, even though he was kicking people in the nuts and drinking beer, and he was this ass-kicking Texas guy. They, he was a babyface, regardless of whether he wanted it or not. And so that sort of started the world, or at least America, on this trend of like, oh, no, 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 it's fine to root for the... Our hero doesn't have to be wearing a cape. You know, we can sort of root for the, I don't know if he's all the way good, I don't know if he's all the way bad guy. You know, we can sort of relate to these people, and maybe we can relate to these people more than we can the Hulk Hogan saying, take your vitamins, and shit like that, you know? 
And I, so I heard Bruce talking about it. He's like, yeah, I think that Stone Cold Steve Austin paved the way for The Sopranos. And whether or not that is true, that is what I'm going to choose to believe for the rest of my life, uh, mainly because I want to... I want there to be that kind of bridge between my two favorite things, wrestling and television. Uh, but I think that's fantastic. And uh, so I'm going to enjoy the rest of my sick day. It's 6.32 as I'm recording this. I got like two hours of sleep last night because I was just up tossing and turning. And I'm so I'm, I'm doing the thing where I'm fighting sleep right now so that I'll be on a regular sleep schedule. But I wanted to holler at y'all. And I wanted to tell you, thank you so much for all your positive words on Colonel Cornbread. It's been made clear to me that that's something that y'all would like me to keep doing, and keep doing it, I shall. I can't wait to see how this thing evolves. And, by the way, if you're having a sick day, or you just got some time to kill, I suggest that you rewatch The Sopranos. And if you've never watched The Sopranos, I suggest that you start right now, and you thank me later. Maybe we'll do some more Sopranos-related shit uh, not that there's not enough in the world, but God, I love it. It is one of the best all-time shows and definitely the best all-time sick show. So wish me well. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope work didn't suck too much. And if you're listening to this on your way to work uh, Friday morning, well, number one, I hope it's a good day. And number two, go listen to Putting on Airs because a new episode just came out. Love y'all. Talk to you later. Bye.